0: Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Respiratory Medicine. I'm Catherine Rolfe. This month, we're joined by Dr. Victor Ortega, who's an author of an article which investigates the effect of rare adrb 2 variants on risk of severe asthma exacerbations in patients receiving treatment with long-acting beta antagonists. Let's hear from him, introducing himself.
1: My name is Victor Ortega. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Internal Medicine, section on pulmonary critical care, allergy, and immunologic diseases, and in the Center for Genomics and Personalized Medicine Research at Wake Forest School of Medicine. Medicine.
0: Dr. Victor Ortega, thank you for joining us today. Could you start by telling us about the background to this study? Why are LABAs for asthma under review by the FDA just now?
1: Concerns related to the safety of inhaled beta agonists and the management of asthma are not unique to long-acting beta agonists and have actually existed since asthma mortality epidemics were associated with two short-acting beta agonists marketed during the 1960s and the 1970s. The concern for the safety of long-acting beta agonists began with two safety surveillance studies. One was done in the United Kingdom in 1993 and the second in the United States, which was published in 2006. These studies demonstrated small increases in asthma-related deaths or life-threatening exacerbations and those were randomized to salmeterol compared to placebo. The study in the United States actually resulted in a review by the United States Food and Drug Administration and the first public health advisory um, relating to long-acting beta agonists, which was done in 2005. Um, This advisory actually stated that, um, quote-unquote, these medicines may increase the chance of severe asthma episodes and death when these episodes occur. Um, Since then, all long-acting beta agonists and combination preparations which contain a long-acting beta agonist carry a boxed warning issued by the FDA which still exists today. A more recent advisory panel in 2010 prompted a safety study which is currently recruiting patients and this study will evaluate a primary endpoint of asthma-related hospitalization, intubation and death in 46,800 patients who will be randomized to a long-hunting beta agonist or placebo for 12 months.
0: And what was the rationale for studying rare ADRB2 variants and why did you choose to analyze patients by ethnic origin?
1: So the beta-2 adenergic receptor gene encodes for the receptor target of beta-agonist therapy, and it's the most intensively studied pharmacogenetic locus for beta-agonist response in asthma. A common variant in this gene, which substitutes a glycine for an arginine at amino acid position 16, has been associated with a response to short-acting beta-agonist, but it hasn't been associated with long-acting beta agonist response in multiple well-designed pharmacogenetic studies. However, the thing is, is that common variants like this one are fairly frequent. They have a frequency of about 40 to 50 percent, depending on the population you're looking at. These common variants seem unlikely to explain rare, severe adverse events, which were observed in these prior safety surveillance studies. We hypothesize, that rare variants in the beta-2 adenergic receptor gene have the potential for significant biologic effects and are more likely to influence these rare adverse events. Deep sequencing of this gene by Dr. Hawkins in our group identified over 39 different gene variants. Some of these were common and had frequencies of 95% or more. Some were rare and had frequencies of 5% or less. And some of these variants were actually found uniquely to a particular ethnic group, found in one ethnic group and maybe not another. In general, these ethnic groups have different ancestries. And older ancestral populations, particularly African populations, which we see in African Americans, have a higher frequency of rare variants. Um, Therefore, we felt it was important to determine and study rare variants specific to each geographic ancestral population which have resulted in the admixed ethnic groups that exist today.
0: And what were the key findings?
1: First, we evaluated a total of six rare variants in the beta-2 adrenergic receptor gene, which we identified through sequencing in a subgroup of non-Hispanic white, African-American, and Puerto Rican asthma patients. We evaluated these rare variants in a large cohort of 1,626 asthma patients. Our analysis found that African-Americans had five rare variants, and this was a far greater number than what we found in non-Hispanic white asthma patients who only had one rare variant. And this was a threonine to isoleucine coding substitution at amino acid position 164. Then we went ahead and performed a hierarchical analysis of these rare variants in 1,209 asthma patients so that we could evaluate the impact of these rare variants on the risk for hospital admission in the past year for a severe exacerbation. We identified that these rare variants significantly increased the risk for a hospital admission in all asthma patients who were treated with a long-acting beta agonist. We did not find this association in those who were not treated with a long-acting beta agonist. Subgroup analyses by ethnic group identified that the risk for hospital admission associated with these rare variants was increased in both non-Hispanic whites and African-Americans in both ethnic groups. The rare threonine to isoleucine coding variant was the variant that accounted for the increased risk for hospital admission in non-Hispanic whites who were treated with a long-acting beta agonist. In African-Americans who were treated with a long-acting beta agonist, a rare promoter insertion variant accounted for the increased risk for hospital admission. We then analyzed each of these two rare variants for effects on additional healthcare-related outcomes, and we identified that these variants significantly and adversely impacted urgent outpatient visit frequency and frequency of treatment with a systemic steroid in non-Hispanic whites, and African-American patients treated with a long-acting beta agonist. In summary, we identified two different rare variants, which were found primarily in two different ethnic groups, each of which were associated with three different healthcare-related outcomes, but only in those who were treated with a long-acting beta agonist. In addition, we identified significant associations for the threonine to isoleucine coding variant for five measures of symptom control in non-Hispanic whites from the primary cohort who were treated with long-acting beta agonists, We then validated the adverse effect of this particular rare variant on symptom control in an additional 516 non-Hispanic white asthmatics from an independent cohort who were also treated with a long-acting beta agonist. Non-Hispanic whites from both the primary and the replication cohorts with this rare variant, we're more than twice as likely to experience uncontrolled persistent symptoms during treatment with a long acting day acne.
0: How should your findings be utilized by those in clinical practice? Should ADRB2 screening be implemented in all patients before prescribing uh, LABA?
1: No, we do not believe that screening for these rare variants should be implemented at this time, not until further validation is performed. However, one could consider genetic testing in severe asthmatics who are uncontrolled despite treatment with multiple therapies, including high-dose inhaled therapies and long-acting beta agonists. Testing for these rare variants in an individual severe asthma patient could determine whether discontinuation of the long-acting beta agonist would have beneficial effects on symptom control or whether we should consider treating that patient with an alternative therapy, such as a biologic drug, or a long-acting muscarinic drug, which may be a more efficacious treatment option in these patients. Um, Most importantly, testing for these rare variants could prevent adverse events such as an asthma-related hospitalization during long-acting beta-agonist treatment.
0: How do you think your findings will impact the FDA review?
1: We do not expect our findings to directly influence the FDA review, nor do we expect it to influence the mandate that the FDA has to evaluate the safety of long-acting beta agonists in asthma management. However, we think that these findings should send a message to the FDA to consider performing genetic studies in the current mandated safety trial cohort, which will consist of approximately 46,800 asthma patients. Genetic studies of these rare variants in this cohort would have the potential to identify the small group of asthmatics who are susceptible to uncommon yet very severe adverse responses to long-acting beta agonists who would otherwise benefit from an alternative therapy such as a long-acting muscarinic antagonist.
0: And finally, what should be the next research priority given the findings presented in your paper?
1: We think there are two areas of priority. First, there should be further replication of these findings in additional asthma cohorts who are well characterized from different racial backgrounds or different ethnic groups. This could involve, and likely will involve, additional gene sequencing in other populations, for example, Asians. Second, functional in vitro studies of these rare variants should be performed to determine mechanisms of action. This is important because the development of a biomarker for rare adverse responses to beta agonists In asthma could potentially prevent the removal of a commonly used therapy which is otherwise efficacious in the vast majority of people with asthma.
0: Dr. Victor Ortega, thank you for speaking with the Lancet Respiratory Medicine.
1: No, thank you. The pleasure is mine.